A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus went with his disciples into the Judean countryside and stayed with them there and baptized. At the same time, John was baptizing at Aenon near Salem, where there was plenty of water. And people were going there to be baptized. This was before John was put in prison. Now some of John's disciples had opened a discussion with a Jew about a purification. So they went to John and said, Rabbi, the man who was with you on the far side of the Jordan, the man to whom you bore witness, is baptizing now and everyone is going to him. John replied, A man can lay claim only to what is given him from heaven. You yourselves can bear me out. I said, I myself am not the Christ. I am the one who has been sent in front of him. The bride is only for the bridegroom, and yet the bridegroom's friend who stands there and listens is glad when he hears the bridegroom's voice. This same joy I feel, and now it is complete. He must grow greater, I must grow smaller. He who comes from above is above all others. He was born of the earth, is earthly himself, and speaks in an earthly way. He who comes from heaven bears witness to the things he has seen and heard, even if his testimony is not accepted. Though all who do accept his testimony are attesting to the truthfulness of God, since he whom God has sent speaks God's own words. God gives him the Spirit without reserve, the Father loves the Son and has entrusted everything to Him. Anyone who believes in the Son has eternal life. But anyone who refuses to believe in the Son will never see life. The anger of God stays on them. The Gospel of the Lord. So I want to talk about witness to that today. And I use the longer version of John's Gospel just to make it clear that it was John the Baptist speaking. Because if we listen to the words, we'd almost think it was Jesus speaking of himself. But it's John the Baptist. Remember, Jesus went to John to baptize. And now um, Jesus himself has started baptizing. And so there's a bit of argy-bargy going on. You know, this man who, who you baptized, he's baptizing himself now. 
And John starts to bear witness to Jesus. He's like a signpost. And John the Baptist is always the signpost to Jesus. Behold, there is the Lamb of God. You know, he's the one who points to Jesus. And so that's what we're getting in the gospel. And he says, you can bear, you yourselves can bear me out. He, I, I said, I myself am not the Christ. I am the one who has been sent in front of him. And so John is saying that Jesus must grow greater and that he must grow smaller. And then John goes on in the gospel of today about, you know, about Jesus a little bit more. He who comes from above is above all others. He who was born of the earth is earthly himself and speaks in an earthly way. But he who comes from heaven bears witness to the things he has seen and heard. And so what he's saying is that, that Jesus is the Christ, the eternal Son of God. And so his voice, his words have, have a meaning so much greater than our earthly thoughts and our earthly words. John, the great witness to Jesus, who pointed him out at his baptism, points him out again now, and then will point him towards him in his own martyrdom. In the same way, we get the, the witness of Peter in front of the Sanhedrin this morning. He talks again about Jesus by his own right God, by his own right hand, God has now raised Jesus up to be leader and saviour, to give repentance and the forgiveness of sins through him to Israel. We are witnesses to all this. We and the Holy Spirit, whom God has given to those who obey him. And so once again, we see Peter now pointing to Jesus. This is the Lord. This is the Saviour. And that's what you and I are called to do. We're called to be witnesses. And even though we're locked down at this time, we have wonderful ways that we can find to be witnesses to Jesus. And I know a number of you who have been watching these masses have told others to watch them. And it's the sort of thing that we should keep on, keep on doing. There's lots of different prayer resources being made at this time. And again, we should be sharing them with others. But always we should be um, never afraid to speak about our faith in Jesus, particularly within, within our own family, um, but also in our circle of friends. You know, we are called to be witnesses. And this time, however, there's been a, a little bit of debate going on. And there's a little line that I just want to reflect on and speak to from today's first readings. Obedience to God becomes before obedience to people. Obedience to God comes before obedience to people. Now, as bishops, we've been getting a number of letters saying that we have kowtowed to the government by closing our churches, by not having masses, by not making the sacraments available. And it's, it's this sort of thing of this, this division going on. 
Um, now we've got to be careful not to make um, divisions that, that are arbitrary. You know, this pandemic is something incredible. To want to save people's lives by going into lockdown is not about putting it into op opposition um, that the sacraments aren't available, that mass isn't available. God's will is for salvation for all people. God's will is for the healing of the sick. God's will is for compassion. Yesterday I saw on Facebook a protester in the United States, States with a sign up, Sacrifice the weak. Give us back our freedom. And it's this whole sort of thing about this lack of care for our elderly, for our sick, for our vulnerable, who would be <coughs> um, um, capable or easily receive the coronavirus. It was a horrible, horrible sort of message. Now, we have actually been asked to do something that, that's quite, quite different. But always in the midst of our life, wherever we are, the risen Christ is there. And the challenge for us is to find the risen Christ in the midst of this lockdown and to be a witness to him. Um, and this opportunity, this time, gives us, as I said before, wonderful opportunities to re-evangelize, um, to, to come for a deeper appreciation of the sacraments. And for us bishops and priests, we're just longing to be back uh, in the churches, longing to be able to minister as we would like to with our people. But all of us are called to share in a lockdown that Jesus himself experienced. He was taken away from those he loved. He was arrested. You know, he was taken away from this life. Um, when he was locked down on the cross and then experienced death and was locked down in the tomb. And yet out of that came this a wonderful event that we call the resurrection. That Christ has triumphed over this. And that's what we're called to in this time. We are called always to the fullness of Jesus' love and life. This time is not about the church going in opposition with the government, as if they're two opposing factions. No one wants anyone to suffer or die. We work together. Can I ask you, in this time, if you are missing the Mass, if you are missing the sacrifices, uh, the sacraments, then unite your suffering with the suffering of Jesus. This is our opportunity to stand in solidarity to many people in our world who do not have access to the Mass or the sacraments. You know, for you daily Mass goers, Think of those people who were daily mass goers and then get sick and can't get to daily mass. We're standing in solidarity with them. We're standing in communion with them. We offer ourselves with the offering of Jesus and we pray that our sufferings and offerings may be helpful to his God's great work of changing our world.